Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast episode number 100 is being recorded live on Sunday the 29th of September 2019. I only said that last part because I know there are some time travellers that listen to the podcast. But tickets are now available on the Black Box website. They're £8. So if you want to go into like my social media channels, get the links on that. If you have a Google, just type in Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, Black Box Belfast, Bob's your uncle. There'll be a link to the tickets, and I'll see you there. Weird. 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 Welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 98 of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. And let's be straight with each other off the bat. I'm not feeling too good. Yeah. I was at uh, Woodsy's wedding yesterday. This beautiful wife, Lisa, in Bally Buffy, somewhere out sort of Donegal, Straban direction, outside of the Belfast North Down area. Therefore, I don't know the exact location, right? And let's just say there were hijinks. There was dancing. There was a lot of food. And there was a little bit of the bubbly. And now, I'm absolutely dying. Um, I'm an old guy. I shouldn't have been drinking all afternoon till five in the morning. But hey, um, very rarely do forces gather in one place that requires that level of fun, banter and crack that makes you drink right the way through and get up at eight o'clock to watch rugby, you know, Um as I record this podcast, be totally truthful, I'm feeling pretty weak. I'm feeling very hungover uh, and my insides, I don't really know if I'll make it through the day. But I mean, all we can do is but try. Um, again, I was going to record this podcast on Friday, but I just thought to myself, hmm, there might be a bit of banter to chat about at Woodsy's wedding. And lo and behold, there was. It was a great day. Um, headed up to Straban, nice and bright and early for one o'clock, which I mean, if you're traveling to Straban, you have to get up bright and early to make it there for one o'clock. Um, traveled up there, had some nice nice treats on the way down, some rhubarb sweets, rhubarb and custard sweets, and uh, whatnot. It was lovely traveling up. Didn't have any drink on the way up, as much as I was so excited. Had a little bottle of Buckfast there. Had some whiskey and a hip flask. Brought a bottle of wine with me. All great intentions of what I was going to get up to when I got there. Because it was so... Uh, it was a bit far out of the way and the wedding wouldn't be wrapped quite late. We thought, hey, we'll stay in the hotel. We'll stay up there, we'll spend the night um, and we can get a, a good night's rest up there and then travel home the next day. Guess what? I, the rest wasn't, it did not happen. It was a little bit too much of the bubbly, baby. And uh, I don't know why that ridiculous banter started. Um, at all, I'll explain what happened first. We went to the the wedding ceremony, which was in Straban first, in the Church of the Immaculate Conception of Mary, the Holy Mother of Jesus Christ, Son of God. Um, two thousand and nineteen BC AD. I don't know AD BC whatever, and it was a beautiful church. Again, being from a mixed marriage, not really in churches that much. Kind of avoid that shit. But so I was in that church, and you know, when you experience the uh, the, the Catholic ways there's some lots of uh, some things that I mean I'm not not used to what to do in church normally if I was to go to like a Presbyterian church when I was a kid I just stood and let the guy speak 
by guy, of course, mean minister. Just let him say what he has to say. And then kind of just be like, when the fuck can I get home? And then you'd have to go up the front and be brought into your Sunday school to listen to like 20-year-old virgin guys just be like, and God's really great. I'm like, hey, you know what's better? A little bit of the bubbly. And uh, just being a fun guy. But I'm not a big church guy, so I went there, enjoyed the service. The priests presiding over the procession was, he was a roast master, I think. He thought, hey, one of the people I'm getting married today is a comedian. I'm just going to fucking give some serious banter. Line of the day that goes to the uh, the priest was he was like, Rory, Lisa, you're in a threesome with God. And I was like, all right, okay, mate. Um, I don't know if that's the exact term you would utilize. I mean, I'd say, you know, there's, there's an extra presence possibly in your marriage. I wouldn't say a, a threesome. With God, because I mean, there's connotations that uh, come out of that, and not exactly what you would expect of the Lord and our Savior. But the ceremony was great, lasted about an hour. Then we all hopped into our respective cars and headed off to Bali Buffet to the Villa Rose Hotel. And guess what? Got in there, got the bags checked in, got the gear on, headed down, and just had a really great time. When we got there, I got to meet up with a few of the other boys. Met, um, it was myself. Aaron Butler, my wife Catherine, we travelled up together. Then for the actual wedding ceremony, Shane was there with his wife Stacey, but then they had to leave because Shane had a gig that night in Lisburn, which no harm to Lisburn, you'd rather have been at the wedding, for sure. Um, then I interrupted a few of the other boys, Aaron McCann, Mickey Bartlett and Paddy McDonald, and that was what was essentially... Uh, sorry, I need water, hydration is very important to me today. Um was essentially the core group of our, our crack for the day. Ended up at a big table together and um, went in. Lovely greeting in the area. Lots of nice nice nibbles, some champagne, some soft drinks for those who weren't drinking and some Guinness and we eat champagne flutes, which is really nice because obviously if you see what looks like Guinness in a champagne flute, you think that's some sort of, there's something else in that. That's not just fucking, that's spiked. But no, straight up Guinness, got a couple of those in us, which was great. Then um, had a bit of banter. The crack was good there. Headed into the dinner table, all sat down. Um, and as you go in, you get to greet to the wedding, to toast, to show people your appreciation. You get a wee glass of champagne or Prosecco. I don't know what it is. See, to be honest, can't tell the difference between the taste. Not a champagne Prosecco connoisseur, right? So we go in, we're sitting there. For some reason, don't know why, Someone, I don't know whether it was me, McCann, Mickey, whoever, lifted the glass of Prosecco and went, mmm, a little bit of the bubbly. Um, which is a direct reference to like a, a viral meme of wrestler Chris Jericho when he won a belt. He just headed backstage and was looking about at what there was. He was like, we've got some Mars bars, we've got some proteins, we've got some, uh, <coughs> some beer. Ooh, a little bit of the bubbly. And then that little clip just went viral of him basically having a little bit of the bubbly. We thought this was hilarious. And then that started a chain of events where we ended up drinking way too much. Way too much bubbly. Let's put it like that. Then we ended up starting to spin ridiculous yarns about other things, you know. Uh, like, for example, there might have been... A hefty, a hefty busted person. We went, oh, a little bit of the jubblies. 
you know, and then that sort of banter continued all day and got ridiculous. Again, forgot all about it until <clears throat> I see some of the stories back this morning. Go, ah, oh, no, I, uh, uh, <laughs> I might have had a little bit too much to drink last night. Now, the wedding itself was great. It was very good fun. The atmosphere was superb, band and all brilliant. Um, my wife Catherine got a wee bit sort of sleepy. She hasn't been feeling too great the last couple of days. And probably through fear of knowing me, Mickey, McCann, and Patty, I uh, would have been together drinking, and that probably gave her a severe anxiety. But she went to bed about eleven. Now, <clears throat> as a an older guy, there's been times now where, like on the comedy scene, wherever you'd be out, I as a an older married father don't often get the the. To you know, socialize on the scene as much as I would would have liked to in, in days gone by. I mean, I come out. I like to do my sets. I do what I can do. Go home because that's where what I feel like I should be at. You know, gone on the days where I could just say, "Hey, I'm nipping under the house to watch some comedy," because I feel like it. I feel like nowadays, if I'm out, I gotta be working. I gotta be working on bringing home the checks. Gotta bring home that cashish because my wife beats me if I don't. Right. So that's something that. I, I kind of have to do so. There are elements where I do get to go have the crack with the boys. It's just not as as well, <clears throat> as free as before. Where you could have just had a few pints, bit of crack, see what the night took you. You know, what I mean, you go in, you do your set, you watch the show, you get home. That's about the highlight or the the height of what you can do. So on this occasion, I thought, hey, we're here for the last of the weddings, um. That is for the foreseeable. There's no other boys in the squad that are married or, or married, engaged, or looking that way, right? So we thought it'd be the last one in a while. We've come here. It's a bit of a holiday. We're staying away for the night. The baby's being looked after to tomorrow. You know, I'm going to get myself in a little bit of trouble, right? So I thought, you know what? Catherine's going to bed. I was tempted to go to bed with her, but I thought, you know what? They're going to expect me to be um, a sleepy boy. And I mean, I mean, it can be, but I just thought, you know what? I'm going to stay up and I'm going to have a really good time with my friends. And hey, I did. Oh, that's my stomach. Arguably a better time than is sensible to do. We ended up making a load of these stupid videos on Instagram about drinking bubbly. And each each glass <clears throat> or each video we did involved a glass of bubbly. And for that reason, I ended up... Um, getting completely plastered. Ended up heading back to the room to go to bed at about um, at about five in the morning, which for me in in dad years is, you know, probably three days later. Do you mean that's not a not a wise move? But you know what? For some reason, <clears throat> I've said this before in a podcast. I think that if you're a wee bit of a <clears throat> If you're a bit of a pussy, you go out and be like, oh, I'll have two drinks. <laughs> you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm dying. I need brain surgery. My head is done. You know, you feel like you're about to die. And I'm like, why, why am I so hung after like two beers? So, I mean, I looked at it like this. I'm going to be hung one way or other. I may as well go out into the blaze of glory. Go out with the blaze of bubbly. And, you know, we did. We ended up up dancing. I got very sweaty. There were sing-alongs. There was <clears throat> drinking down. And I don't even remember what happened most of the night. The last thing I remember was taking Mickey up to his room to go to bed. We ended up by 
in the smoking area having a big chat at about four in the morning to about five and then me and Mick were like right the sun's nearly rising here we need to go to bed get a few hours shut eye because hey there's a long journey home in the morning so he headed up to the room Paddy McDonald hadn't been able to secure a room speech marks <clears throat> excuse me and he said oh there be a bee wouldn't take him so no room so he's like I'll just keep in uh, I was keeping a room with with you guys. He said, Aaron Butler, hey, you're you're by yourself, aren't you? And Butler went, Nah, you can't, you, you can't be staying with me. And then McCann was just ended up so blitzed that he was like, you know, you can sleep with us. So Aaron McCann and Paddy McDonald headed up to Aaron and Mickey's room, <clears throat> and obviously when I went in, McCann was just passed out, face down in the bed, um, and there's Paddy just lying in the bed having an absolute great time. Should point out when I say having an absolute great time, he wasn't jacking off. He's just sitting there with a big smile on his face. Mickey, on the other hand, not best pleased. He was like, "Ah, oh, bastard, got my bed." He wasn't sleeping in our room. He was sleeping on the floor. Ended up three of them in the bed. Very cozy scenes, to say the least. So I deposited them off the bed, headed back to my room, and um, again tried to sneak in, extremely quiet, into the room. But hey, it'd be a little bit of the bubble. So I was a little bit blocked. Let's just say, woke my wife, told her, I, I, I love you. Then, I love you. She's like, can you shut up? Nah, and I, I don't know for what reason, but I just turned into some sort of drama. I will never be shut up. I'm a diva. Don't ever shush me. You will never take away my voice. She's like, well, just keep it fucking down in that case and go to sleep, man. Fine. Had to try and strip out of a wedding suit. Had to get out of my, my waistcoat and my shirt. Don't know how I managed to do that. I don't know how I managed to get cufflinks. Where are the cufflinks? Hey, who knows? <clears throat> but it was such a really, really great time. And I was like, I need to get up and watch the Ireland Scotland match in the morning. Somehow I managed to do it. Text the group to be like, guys, um, the fuck, what the fuck happened last night? Are any of you boys coming for breakfast? Radio silence. Didn't hear from the, the guys at all. So I managed to go for a breakfast. Absolutely needed a fry and a coffee for sure. And I absolutely hit the spot. Major shout out to the Villa Rose for their breakfast. Definitely does well on the on the day of Elliot breakfast scale. But um, that just sort of settled me again. It can be make or break with a hangover. You have a you have a big fry. Could be the end of you. The grease could just send you over the over the edge. Luckily, that's that kept me going for a bit. Went back to the room, watched the rugby, and uh, then headed back. <clears throat> but in that time, finally, Mick and McCann were alive again. Paddy had left. He going back home to Belfast bright and early. Fair play to him. Sorry to pause there. I thought I was going to be sick. <clears throat> Actually just have a real real cough as well. I'll talk about my health afterwards, right? But I went round in the Mickey and McCann's room to give McCann back his phone charger because for some reason I commandeered that throughout the night. And i tell you what, never have I been in a room that smelt worse than a room with Mickey Bartlett and Aaron McCann. It smelt like a pig farm with a load of children who have SARS, toddlers with SARS at a pig farm just shiting up the walls. It was the worst smell. My, I got, and I mean, by that point, I was a little bit vulnerable, a little bit vulnerable. And uh, I was not in the mood for that. But then within a minute, sat down, we watched Aaron, Aaron's Instagram story. He was the main culprit of recording the, the bubbly story. And... <clears throat> I did think about, oh no, I'm 33, what am I doing? You know, you notice I'm 33 now, guys, at a birthday, since we last spoke. Huh? 
And yeah, I wasn't feeling too hot. But we had some great banter, some good chat. And I always feel like I'm I'm a bit of a <clears throat> an, a, a vibe sponge. Do you know what I mean? Like I if I'm feeling terrible and I go and see my mates and they're feeling great, that just fucking hurts me. Like it makes me feel shit. Whereas if I go and see my mates and they're feeling terrible, oh well, I absolutely love it. I'm buzzing off that, do you know what I mean? You go and see them, you see that they're absolutely dying, and for some reason that charges you and gives you some more energy. And uh, that's what happened. And I for somehow managed to perk myself up enough to get home, said bye to those two bastards, and then headed home. Obviously, en route home, you got to stop at McDonald's. Got a ha- Again, a lot of people ask me, man, you're hungover, what do you get at McDonald's? I'll tell you what I got today. I got, again, bear in mind of being on a diet all week, I knew now I was going to be bad. For Saturday and Sunday because there's going to be a lot of drinking, going to be a lot of food and a little bit of the bubbly. And uh, on Sunday, I kind of envisioned having a hangover. Now, you can get two types of people. The people that lie in bed and don't eat. They're like, you know, the Egyptian mummy hangovers where they just go, leave me in my sarcophagus. I don't need food, I don't need water and I don't need breath. Piss off. And then the alternatives are just the Brucey Bogshotter gorbs like me. And I'm like, I need to feed the hangover. Please just be gone, be done. And I ended up going to McDonald's, getting a, a coffee, because I needed caffeine to our drive back home. Again, I wasn't driving, my wife was, because she went to bed at 11, and I was still on at the 5. So I sat in the passenger seat, Aaron Butler in the back, just chilling. <clears throat> and I had a McChicken sandwich, not a meal, no chippies, just a McChicken sandwich, six nuggets, a coffee, a McFlurry, and a bottle of water. And <clears throat> I'm going to say that actually made me feel way worse. You know, you're lying there, not only are you feeling really hungover, you're confined in the car, even with the air cold, and you're like, oh, I'm too cold, but if I turn on the heat, I'll sweat my dick off. So like, oh, I can't have this. I was just lying there, and then I started actually feeling the grease sliding down my gullet, and I'm like, oh, there's a week of good dieting around. I'm going to be a fat bastard forever. I'm going to always look at myself in the mirror and go, you make me sick. Disgusting. And uh, yeah, I just started getting in, in a bit of a panic. It was hot. I was not feeling great. Then on the way home, we came onto the <clears throat> the West Link. Some sort of incident caused a major backup of traffic. Took us an hour to get through that. That wasn't great. Didn't feel good about that. Um, so whatever has happened, I don't think it was a car accident. So what I'm going to think it is somebody's maybe, you know, going for some kind of attempt on their own lives let's say off the west link hopefully that's not been the case hopefully whatever it is it's, you know, again i don't want to say hopefully it was the bomb scare i mean because we don't want to go back to that but also you don't want somebody to have actually lost their life especially when you're hungover too vulnerable too <clears throat> sensitive to things i just don't need that news would depress me all day especially like i was also already angry enough that it took me over an hour to get there but then i finally get home I thought, right, I'll get Holly to bed, I'll record the weird podcast, and then I'll go to bed, but you know what, it's five o'clock now, Holly and Catherine are going to the shop, they're going to the shops to get some groceries, hopefully there'll be something that I can eat that doesn't make me feel terrible, and, um, <clears throat> and yeah, I'm getting this done, getting it done, getting it out there, you know, so that was, that was Woodsy's wedding, a little bit of the bubbly. I mean, a lot of people have been messaging me questions for the podcast, other things, basically asking me how am I recording this podcast, and I'll tell you, I don't know, I think God's just rewarded me for not being a complete pussy, you know, God's gone, hey man, if you're going to drink, drink, 
you know, if you're going to go for it, go all out, balls to the wall, nary, nary run style, whatever that is, or the arms back, you know, just you, you run like that, they can't hit you. Storm area 51 with a little bit of bubbly. And that's what I've done, and, I, and now I'm here. And I honestly feel like as soon as this podcast is recorded, there's a chance I'll have to go to bed. I mean, I do believe there is a chance that I'll have to go to bed straight after this podcast because as I'm recording it, I actually feel my energy sources sapping. <clears throat> I feel like that. Um, oh, whoa. Also, there's an Arsenal match on, and I'm just watching, and it also appears that Arsenal are losing. Fantastic at home, Daston Villa. Great. <clears throat> Day gets better. Right, so... What else to do this week? Add my birthday. We 33. The big man um, is 33. Alas, I had my birthday while I was in Nice in the Coke d'Azur. I spoke about that in the podcast last week. Um I've also a wee bit of health of an update for you. I know I was telling you, had a bit of a cold, went to the doctor and need to come out. I've got a condition. Um, you know, Gareth Thomas did it this week with his medical condition. He came out and he said, look, I've got HIV. I'm living with it. It's difficult. Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye came out and said, look, I'm living with HIV. There are guys trying to deal with stigma. I'm ready to come out with my condition myself. And just like Jonathan Van Ness, just like Gareth Thomas, I have asthma. Now, um, I don't want to be treated like a hero. I don't want to be, be martyred for that. You know, like obviously Jonathan and Gaz, they're raising the profile of something with a bit of stigma about it. I feel like I too am raising a subject with a bit of stigma. I used to have asthma when I was younger. Turns out I got a bit of a virus through Holly Golden Nursery, Sly. That made me feel a bit sick. That was why a few weeks ago I was like sniffling and snuffling and my chest wouldn't clear because as a result of the virus, a change in the seasons. My uh, asthma's reared its ugly head. So I've been given a, a new inhaler and have to clear that. Now, all being said, I feel much better that I've got the inhaler because there was one point whenever we were in Nice that I was walking home from a night out and I thought, you know what? I might die here. Like, it's fine to be like, uh, you know, not feeling great, but literally feeling like I'm trying to breathe here and I cannot get a breath into my body. And that's what it was like in that instant. I was like, ugh. I am quite literally trying, trying to breathe and I can't. And it was a concern. Um, didn't bring an inhaler out with me um, and eventually go back to the, the room and got one and that, that managed to, to keep me feeling a bit better but my god I felt awful it really was a worry and I thought no you know I've been sick for three weeks I didn't know what it was I worry because I'm like you know obviously I need to shift a bit of weight I'm, I'm trying to address that at the minute not as we speak because I mean I drank a lot of the bubbly last night and now I feel atrocious, but back from Monday, I'm going to be cooking fresh food again, lots of fresh vegetables, just getting getting exercise done, getting the body moving, eat less, move more, simple. But I was worried about my condition, and in France, to be fair, you know, I'm the kind of guy that you, you saw with the bubbly, that once I get started, hey, there's no stopping me, that's my attitude in life, if I'm going to do something, I give it my all, and... Um, you know, I, I don't know who I was talking to at the wedding yesterday, but I described myself as a shooting star. I said, hey, baby, I burn bright, but I also crash out early. I think that was my, my approach to drinking. I normally drink it all, drink it quick, and i be in bed by 8 o'clock. Whereas this time, I managed to, to stay through. And the same with whatever we went to France. We were there from Saturday until Tuesday. And my birthday was on Monday. And 
we, I thought right I've never I've been to France a good few times been to Nice quite a bit um, my wife never been so I was like right instantly I need to show her what it's about you know me guys I'm a keen guy to show people what I'm about I'm keen to show Catherine what the south of France the French Riviera and, and, and especially Nice is all about so first day we got there um, we were in a mood for a drink so we went to leave the bags off at the apartment my um and then we headed out going for a nice walk headed down to, to the bar had a nice drink did a bit of a walk along the, the promenade des anglais headed to the old town a few more drinks pretty casual first day got there relatively late in the afternoon thought we're not going to push ourselves too much here so we did that then we went to a pub for dinner and uh just kept, kept the relatively chill nice wee ice cream off the bed that was the saturday then on sunday we got up bright and early Head of the train station, we went to Monaco for the day. Very sexy in Monaco. Now, Monaco's a very opulent place with the most stylish of people. It's it just it screams money, you know, it screams suaveness, it screams um sleek style. What it doesn't scream is a twenty stone thirty year thirty-three year old man walking around sweating in a black t shirt and a pair of shorts. But hey, I was there and I did it. And I'm so dad as well. Brought a picnic with me and baguette to fromage in uh, <laughs> the fuck ham is. Can't even think of a jambon, yeah. And I just had a nice ham and cheese baguette. The port at Monaco, everyone's walking around eating this fancy food. Eating moule, moule de Marnay in the flipping, in the, the port. And I'm just sitting, sweating against the bus stop. All right, lads, I'll just have my sambo over here. Cheers now. And then we end up walking and walking, headed up to the the very beautiful palace and stuff in Monaco shoot everyone uh, Catherine everything they could when it was there if you know what I mean um, also the racetrack and stuff was a great day did about 20,000 steps in the old Fitbit as well which means tired got home um, back to, to Nice back to the apartment quick change and that's when we went to the, the cheese cave Le Cave de Fromager I tell you what fuck me in the ass and call me Charles de Gaulle that was some place you know, you go in there and you get literally, I think it's a cheese cave, so the speciality, the food is cheese. And for my starter, I had a, a cheese selection, which is split with Catherine. So two of us had um, this like cheese board effectively, except it was, you got it with some really nice, freshly baked French bread. Very tasty. Carbolicious. Oh, whoa. And uh, yeah, it was very, very good. And I've just seen Catherine and Holly Michelle are home, so... I mean, I'm going to have to pause the podcast real quick and come back. So yeah, Catherine and Holly are back from the shops, and I'm going to try Holly on the podcast here. Holly, do you want to say hi, yeah? Hi, yeah. Hi. And what have you, what are you, what's this you got? What have you got? Is this juice? Yeah? Do you love juice? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably brilliant content. Um, now I'm just going to actually get rid of her for a wee moment because uh, she, she's not contributing too, too well the podcast but um <clears throat> yeah the cheese cave was a top top spot we had the cheese selection for starter which just had a load of nice cheeses on it then for oh then for the main course i had a i don't know tartifolette holly's just now, now shouting and screaming this might be what is basically the end of this podcast not not for today generally but just it'll, it'll not be <clears throat> much longer if she keeps screaming that's oh, alright, I'm back. I took Holly out to the woodshed and whooped her ass. 
um, as any good parent would do in the circumstance. Now, as I was saying, I'll just quickly finish with my uh, my friend my cheesecake story. I went to uh, get a tart of filet from a main course, which is just a nice cheese, some potatoes and some bacon usually. But in this place, oh, it was pork, uh, so delicious. And then just a nice glass of red wine after that, straight to my pit. You know, lovely time. Because I knew the next day that we were going to Ez, which was my birthday. So, with this place Ez, which is just a really old medieval town up, I think it's the second highest hill to Mount Everest in the world, because that's how it felt when I got to the top. So sweaty, so exhausted, absolutely banjaxed. And then somehow there's like four or five Instagram people getting photos taken, like these young women just like looking out over the over the view. And, like, there's one guy literally taking photos of his girlfriend. And she's like, no, that's wrong. You need to get me looking away. And he was just going, yes, ma- yes, master. Whatever you say, I will do. And I just went, you people are lame. You know, go and enjoy moments. Take the odd photo. But don't be going specifically places to take photos because that's what you want. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a falsehood. You know, put stuff on Instagram that's the real you guys. Hey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> A little bit of the bubbly. That was what I was... Oh, no. Just don't use Instagram, guys. That's my point, right? Don't do it anymore, you know, because hey, it'll come back to bite you whenever you're flipping dying the next day. But anyway, I need to plug a few things here, legit. I want to first off say uh, a big thank you to my Patreons once again for um, supporting the podcast. We actually are getting closer to getting the camera, so keep that up. And a big shout-out to my boy, Colin McGee. Is my latest Patreon. Um, I'm. If you want to sponsor the podcast, or you want to be a Patreon, whatever, head on to www. forward slash Patreon slash Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast and support the podcast through that. Um, again, the Weird Podcast, the live episode is out. Um, on the 29th, well I say it's out, I'm talking shit, it'll be out like a week later, but it's been recorded on the 29th of uh, September, which is sun- this Sunday coming. Um, tickets are selling quite well, so please, if you want to come, just go on the Black Box website and buy a ticket, otherwise you might miss out on it. I'm going to have lots of fun things for us to do, I'm going to have a guest, maybe guest, I see what I can do there, and I'm going to have some more interesting content for you so check that out and gigs coming up this week as well i am in galway at the rushing do comedy club on the 20 i want to say 24th of september and um, yeah it's going to be going to be a long day for me but i'm looking forward to getting down to galway playing for my galwegians and hopefully you guys will enjoy me because i'm going to go there and tour once again I don't have the fucking tour finalised yet because of one reason or another. But for the live podcast, I'll be announcing my tour. The dates, there's one date we need to confirm and then we'll be announcing the tour. I need to see the artwork, make sure it's not shite. And then that'll be that. Um, also, I've got Pug Uglies on the 26th of September. I've got Kieran Bartlett headlining and I have Jordan Robinson on support. That would be a very nice time. Um, and then, of course, on the 25th, or on the 6th of October, I'm doing a charity fundraiser for Motor Neuron Disease Association. So that's, that's for a good cause. Again, 
don't care if the lineup's all boys. I can give a fuck about that shit anymore, especially with Hangover. Don't come at me with that, you know, because if you do, I'll swat you down. Today's a day for that, for hangovers, you know. Here's the thing. You should be doing this. You know what? <laughs> I don't care. If I can go and do something and raise money for a good cause, I don't, I don't care what people say. You know? Whatever. And then the 25th of October, very excited. I'm there with uh, one other third of the most devastating group in the history of drinking. The Bubbly Boys. <laughs> Myself and Mickey Bartlett are going to be at the Ulster Hall. I say myself and Mickey Bartlett likes going to be me. Mickey is doing his show, Love It, at the Ulster Hall. And kindly, he's invited me along to do support, which I'm very excited about. And hey, is there going to be a little bit of the bubbly backstage? For sure. Will there be a little bit of the bubbly afterwards? Probably. And hey, it's just going to be a really great time. And then I'm going to New fucking Caxac in New York the next week for my fucking anniversary, you motherfuckers. Good times. Um, that's why I'm going to be a good boy up until then, training, eating well. Actually, uh, I'm going to finish this podcast, go and spiralize some uh, courgettes, make some make some courgette, have some chicken breast and courgette. Because that's just what I'm all about, physique life. Sam so McGiggs also rate and review the podcast. I haven't actually checked um, if it had any new reviews this week because literally I've been up to my eyes, up to my fucking eyes. Swear to God, it's been absolutely disaster. Um, but if I have had any new reviews, that's really great. Probably haven't. Let me see where we're at. <laughs> nope. <laughs> right, guys. Listeners' questions, and then let's be be out of here for the day because um, it's not it's not great. Johnny Ireland has said, "Do you play golf? And if so, do you agree it's the best sport for folk to get involved with?" Um, you know what, my man, I don't I don't play golf properly yet. I mean, it's something that I want to get back involved in. I used to play when I was when I was a young boy, and I had a handicap of twenty, which wasn't bad for a young boy, I guess. But it just I feel like if I hit one bad shot, I just lose my head. Well, fuck this, I'd rather just be at home, you know? So, I mean, I think golf's definitely a good sport for people to get involved with. I don't think it might necessarily be the best because, you know, you might be you might be interested in other things, maybe. Like, it's probably accessible, I guess, for most people. You know, it is probably pricey to join clubs. And here's another thing, Johnny, as a golf man, what the fuck's the rules in golf clubs all about? Hey, move the times, guys. You know, stop this whole alligator style. Uh, you must respect the, the the lady captain and and the captain. You must allow them to park where they want. You must bow to them. You must doth your cap to Mister Captain, and you have to get down and buff the shoes of the lady captain. Nah, ain't gonna be doing none of that shit. So yeah, if I'm gonna play golf again, I'm gonna be the most disrespectful golfer. Um, and also Johnny said, "How well do you cope with hangovers?" Hey man, I'm gonna say I have a better days. But I'm thinking coping relatively well, all things considered. Bubbly. Danny Cunningham, you Dave, my man. Hope you had a fantastic time in Nice. Sick place. Keen to get your thoughts on this week's developments with 6-9. It appears that the little unicorn-haired snake rat is a bit of a snitch. The court sketch of him is lols. Bobby Shmurda is who you should really be campaigning to to help incarcerated rappers. Yo, Danny, uh, I mean... I enjoy. I didn't expect anything else from Six Nine other than to be a snitch to get off jail time. You know, he's just coming out. He's like, "Yeah, guess what? Cardi B's in the Treyway Nine Six Crew Blood SWAT neighborhood. You know, that's what she's in, and just just outing people. Yeah, she did that. Um, are you sure you want to tell it? Yeah, 
Border, you're not actually under oath. There's no deal in place. Don't care. Just tell them. Tighten. Don't care. I'm a tight. Tell them, people. And um, it's definitely been a, a pretty s- strange, strange thing for uh, for six nine to be getting up to for sure. But I mean, that's just that's just the way he is as a guy. You know, that's just what he is like. And and you know, he's a, he, he's a kind of a rat guy. You know. Um, Craig Walker said, Hello Papa Chief, I've been invited on a trip to go glamping and recently listened to an old podcast of yours where you explained your truly horrific experience sleeping in a yurt. What I want to know is now that you're older and much wiser, would you try glamping once more? P.S. Hope you're coping well with the serious freak heat in September as I am sweating. Um, man, to keep this short and sweet, no, I'll never go glamping again. I gave it a go, hated it. You know, maybe you'll find it, it, it better. Maybe if you're not going with, a f- with like kids. You can enjoy yourself. Maybe if you're going with like some of your mates, it might be a good time. You can enjoy a drink. You won't have a baby there. But I mean, I got the worst weather of all time. I got a fucking monsoon storms, and it was just horrific. And I personally, as I'm older and wiser, will never be glamping again. And that's just the foot being put down. Not happening. Steve, what do you make your boy Takashi six nine turn a super snitch? Would you rat out weirdos if you went down or take one for the team? Hey, I mean. I'm not surprised, as I said, um, for Danny's question. But I mean, you know, would I would, he, would I take one for the team for the weirdos? Some of them maybe, others not. Nah, snitch like, I know tights out, tights get shot and all that jazz. You mean you gotta look after numero uno, don't you? I mean, I'm a stand-up comedian. It's a selfish world, but for the sake of my patreons, I would I would go down for them. Anyone else? Nah, fuck yous. <laughs> uh, Craig Kerr. What's the weirdest thing you've seen in somebody else's home? Well, I mean, I work at work in a job whereby I was visiting quite a lot of people's homes, dealing with antisocial behaviour, so I've seen some pretty weird things. You know, seen some fairly odd bits of, of behaviour from people's houses. Um, I'm trying to think what the weirdest. I once saw, I, I once had to go into somebody's house because I thought they were dead. So around boss, like here, this door's open, I think your man's dead in there. There seems to be a lot of blood just sprayed across the walls. And um, my manager's like, um, you know, you could phone the police, but I mean, if you just want to go and have a look first, because if you phone the police, it might be a waste of service, if not. So I went, uh, okay. And I was probably like in my mid 20s, went in, scooted by the house, saw a lot of blood, walked upstairs. Saw the guy sleeping in his bed, just load a book beside him. To be fair, decent diet for a bit of a drinker, you know, a lot of card in that. But um, that's pretty weird. Also, there was a lit chimney in his bedroom, which is also pretty strange. So, I mean, that's probably up there, one of the weirdest things that I've seen uh, in people's houses. Also, there was this house around the corner for me that's on property, pal, that has just this weirdly built-on room that connects it to its house next door. So it looks like a semi-detached house, when really it's two detached houses. And there's a shower in the wardrobe. Mm. But, I mean, definitely the guy that booked with the chimney in his room and the, and the blood all up the walls. It turns out the blood wasn't blood. It was just paint, you know, uh, surprise over. But within the next two days, that guy had, you know, died slight. <clears throat> Let me see. Um, Gareth Owens, Evening Papa Bear. Hope you had a good one in France. I just wanted to see what a good series that you can recommend. recommend. I know you hate the peaky fucking blinders, but Suits is about to finish too, so we're struggling for something good to watch. Um, I've never watched Suits. I just don't like the cut of the lib of certain people in it, you know? It's like, oh, fucking these ponzi wankers in their suits. Fuck that. Um, but I don't know what I like. I like Mindhunter, I guess. You know, it's probably decent. Let me check it out. Um, 
if you haven't already. But at the minute, I'm not really watching any series. This is a, so I can't really recommend anything for you, my man. Ruth has said, what is your favourite book to read to your kid? Any recommendations? Um, you know, to be honest, probably Shawshank Redemption. She loves to hear that story. I mean, it's a story for the ages. You know, you could put the film on. It doesn't have the attention span to sit there um, and listen to that. You know, but probably feeling that Alexander Dumas is the man in the Iron Mask. <clears throat> you know, that's what I tell her. I'm like, look, if you're a good girl, I'll leave you be. If you're bad, I'll put you in an Iron Mask and put you into the Borstal. You know, so they'll go for that. And uh, Glenn Lindsay, are you surprised that the Boytown viewing figures are down this week in your absence? Um, yeah, no, I'm not surprised. And uh, to be fair, Mickey Bartlett was on, and he does a bit of the bubbly and a bit of the Boytown. But I mean, uh, all I'm saying is, <clears throat> is Shane going to win a Michelin star without his trusted sous chef with him? No, he's not. Let's just leave it like that. And um, Wilson Davison, how much bubbly did the big man put away last night? Cameron Reid, how many liters of bubbly did you consume last night? Um, I have a question. From Ruth Curran, how much bubbly did you consume? Hey, and I'm just going to carry on through all the questions because, hey, there's going to be a lot of bubbly. And see. Um, let me have a wee look. Um, <clears throat> who, who else is asking me questions about the bubbly, right? Let me see. Oh, my goodness. Everybody wants to know <laughs> how, how much bubbly. Michael Small, how much bubbly did you have last night? Fergal, how much bubbly is too much bubbly? Hey, as much bubbly. I'll, I'll tell you what, a little bit of the bubbly is too much bubbly. Definitely, because right now, not feeling sharp. Sam Cardosi, has Moe messaged you, McCann and Mickey, yet offering you jobs for bubbly advertisement? Love to see it. Hey, look, shout out to Moe, um, you know, or any of the other brands out there, Bollinger, whatever, whoever wants to sponsor, I'm happy to be sponsored by a little bit of the bubbly. Um, Chris Henning, how much do you wish you'd recorded this podcast on Friday? Hey man, so much, but then I wouldn't have this great story to tell you about the, the weekend at Woodsies. <laughs> there you go, fuck weekend at Bernie's, weekend at Woodsies. Um, <clears throat> let me see. Dave Shaw, how much bubbly was consumed in total? A, a lot, all the bubbly. B, some of the bubbly. C, a little bit of the bubbly. C is the answer there, my man. Um... Giles Strutt, favourite type of bubbly? Um, none right now. Probably Schlur, to be totally honest. That would probably do me the best. Um, Jerry has asked me, no bubbly or no Wi-Fi for the rest of your life. What are you picking? At the minute, Wi-Fi, I would do. I couldn't live without Wi-Fi. But whenever I come around from the hangover, probably bubbly. Um, Dean Moore said, Papa Bear wins a very healthy chunk in the Euro Millions. What's the first thing you're buying? Answer, a new liver for sure um, good question and come back to me another week and I'll definitely I'll definitely answer that our man Violin Mick from the String Ninjas has come at me with a little something let me see what he said oh no you son of a bitch he's getting a little bit of the bubbly I don't need that <laughs> thought he's going to ask a lovely podcast question there not 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 bubbly um, let me see where we're at the last question, the last question of the day. Oh, fuck off, Willie Palmer. You have um, sent me a terrifying photograph of the Beast of Jersey. Um, 
Oh shit, hey man, hope you're feeling okay after last night's little bit of the bubbly. I'm guessing that this is how you may feel. I came across this weird guy in a previous podcast and thought he deserved to be brought back, but what I was wondering was would you rather be back on the bubbly tonight or spend a cute night away at the Galgorm Resort and Spa with the Beast of Jersey? Um, cheers, bitch. Um, you know what I'm going to say at this stage? Probably go to Galgorm with him because he's dead. You know, um, he's creepy, he's scary, and I don't like him. But, I mean, the thought of drinking right now gives me the willies. Guys, this has been an absolute battle. I feel like I fought through. I feel Holly shouting again now, and I feel that's the end of the podcast. So, you've been heroes. Um, see us next week. Subscribe to Patreon. Get tickets for the Weird Podcast live in the Black Box. Get your fucking asses now to the Black Box website. Get your tickets. They're only eight quid. It's going to be a good night. There's the only reason I'm doing it, because you weirdos made me. And... Uh, Maybe on the night, there may be a little bit of the bubbly.